I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is no better group of plots for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Horticulture really is a family business, and it's the business element that we'll be concentrating on too. Later on, I'll be joined by Ellie Richardson from Johnson's of Wixley, a nursery that goes back three generations in her family, and a company that was turning over £33,000 a year back in the 1960s, and now turns over a huge £14 million. My thanks to Diego, bulb specialists from Kent, sponsors of this podcast. Pretty raw, cold, pretty wet underfoot too in the garden at the last weekend and some hard frost, almost to the point that ice stayed on the water all day. Here we are, pretty well getting into winter. Actually, last uh, Sunday it was uh, so cold and wet that I got back into the habit of uh, cooking Sunday lunch for 1pm sharp. That sort of puts the week in order. And we had uh, nice roast potatoes cara from my son's allotment, parboiled before they went in beside the beef joint, uh, and uh, some carrots and parsnips and uh, calabrese, and then to follow uh, some windfall apples and blackberry juice for fruit crumble yeah that's what i like a nice uh, sunday lunch so we're set up for the week i've been pondering the results of a straw poll at the garden media guild awards lunch last month Uh, the gathering was asked are you a keen gardener and about 30 30 percent of those present put their hands up Uh, while 70% indicated they were eco-gardeners. I found this a bit depressing. After all, keen gardeners are fully aware of uh, the environment they work in, uh, and for me, within minutes of picking up a spade or moving a pot, the friendly robin is at my feet, and blackbirds are not far away. The more intensively we garden, the greater the wildlife activity in my dry part of the country, just adding moisture during the summer helps all kinds of uh, creatures. There are plenty of organisations and media spokespeople for eco-subject, but sadly a rapidly decreasing number of skilled, keen gardeners. Uh, The RHS have uh, this week announced garden designs for the next year's Chelsea Flower Show, And here again, the number of large show gardens are down again. And uh, a leading designer, uh, who has won best in show down that main avenue, uh, confided that, in his view, Chelsea Show could well die in two or three years. 
I agree that the uh, pulsing heart of the Chelsea Flower Show is the Great Pavilion. And for too many years, the RHS well, and the BBC have focused much too much on garden design and not enough on those really brilliant floral displays in the Great Pavilion. I mean, it doesn't make sense to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on one garden outside, while the most uh, a pavilion exhibitor in that Great Pavilion can get no more than £700 or so in lieu of a gold medal. The theme for this year's Chelsea Flower Show, uh, and particularly its gardens, is changing climate and sustainability. I mean, that's a laugh, isn't it? How can you build an enormous theatrical garden using heavy machinery and shipping trees in from Italy and Germany and call it sustainable? I think it's time that we got back to basics... Surely garden designers can use the big range of plants that we have in this country and not go trailing off across Europe for just one or two plants. I'd love to see the society bringing in a rule that said, this year we're going sustainable and the uh, biggest machine you can use is a spade and a wheelbarrow. Let's get back to basics and really see what satisfaction and pleasure you can get from growing plants. What's on? Well, I've just come across a Google app which uh, tells you how busy a garden centre is. I'm not very good on these apps and things, but it can tell you to the minute how many people are on the centre and busy buying things. Apparently Google can monitor mobile phones to know where people are, and also the number of credit card transactions, and so they can see how busy a centre is. I mean, I was interested to compare how busy Bent's were, for example, up in the north-west, compared to Aylett's, North London, uh, and, of course, uh, to Meadowcroft, where uh, I found them very busy with their Christmas market last year. What an amazing world. So if you're thinking of going shopping and want to know how busy a shop is, you can even find out by Googling it. I hope a number of you might remember uh, an interview we did some little while ago with John Richardson, who was at uh, Riddle College at the same time as myself. Back, I'm talking in 1956. And John has established a really remarkable, successful and large wholesale nursery business up near York. And our guest today for interview is his granddaughter, Ellie Richardson. Ellie, how are things up there near York today? Yeah, we, we got off to a bit of a, a cold one this morning, minus two and a half. Same here. You know, frost wiped out all of the summer bedding at last. Yeah, the begonias look really sad, yeah but it did mean that I could go out and get some nice photos of the unit oh, um, with the sort of frost covering this morning, so that was nice. Yeah. Now, now Ellie, to set the scene a little bit, uh, you were trained as a beautician. Now, I think you're the first person I've come across who has uh, training as a beautician in the nursery business. I mean, you're not putting leaf shine on every plant, are you? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think in, initially I hadn't sort of, thought of the um, family business as a career for myself and that was something I went off and did um, initially as apprenticeship 
um, and I actually got a job to work on cruise ships and in between that and my contract with the cruise ship I started working at Johnson's Wixley which is the family business and I've never left and that was kind of six years ago so I, I kind of made myself a role within um, the cash and carry to start with um, which is our wholesale trade unit that sells to landscapers and local garden designers um, and the skills that I'd learned from sort of face-to-face -face customer service within the beauty industry really kind of helped with with that um, position within the business. It sounds as if you've never looked back. I mean, I have in front of me uh, a magazine called Taking a Growing Lead, your company, Johnson's of Wixley Profile, and, and on page, what is it, page eight, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of the Richardson family, John and nine of his offspring. Uh, do you all get on all right? So my three brothers, so all of my direct family um, members actually work within the business, um, which it, it has had its challenges at the time, but we all get on really well um, and we communicate and that, that's how we get through any challenges that we face, really. Um, I work alongside... Um, my dad and sort of report back to my dad with all the marketing stuff that I'm involved with now and my grandpa actually proofs a lot of the sort of content that I create for the website um, and the new catalogue for example so we all work really well together. I mean you must be a breath of fresh air then I would think if I put myself in your granddad's shoes you know coping with all this social media stuff would wind me up a bit I think but it's bringing a lot of business from uh, what I hear and read. Yes, yes, it has. Um, we, we never had social media before I joined the business, and it was something that my kind of generation uh, are involved with in a day-to-day -day basis. So it was something that I thought the company was missing, and actually, it's kind of proved to to be beneficial to the company on on in many levels. Um, for example, the LinkedIn LinkedIn profiles that we've created this year, we've um, been connecting with new customers that I've never heard of us before so all of those things are very positive and, and, and John's really really happy with, happy with, um, with that really So, Well when you were working as I think you were on taking a growing lead I mean the history of the company is quite remarkable isn't it I mean John makes me feel inadequate <laughs> uh, just that you know quite modest little nursery business back in what 1971 the the business was founded in 1921 by eric um johnson who was a world war um veteran and he was he, he had a little nursery in wixley um and john's uncle lived in the village of wixley oh. and mr johnson was looking to retire and sell the nursery and my grandfather then bought the business, which at the time was only seven and a half acres, and there were sort of ten members of staff with a turnover of thirty-three thousand. So he bought the business from Eric in 1964. And then, what's the stage of play now? Then, so with turnover, um, October to October, um, is 14.3 million this year. So from last October to this October, 14.3 million. So. And we've now got just under 200 acres Amazing. of land. Yeah. And how many families then, how many workers have you got? How many families rely on that entrepreneurial spirit of your granddad? Yeah, so we have 110 um, full-time staff 
um, which in seasonal periods goes up to sort of 160. Um, a lot of our staff have been here for 25 years plus. They kind of have formed the wider sort of Richardson family, all being in the business for such a long period that we know them so well and work with them so well too. Yes, can you give us some little idea of where your plants go? Because, I mean, you can pretty well deliver at 48 hours' notice to anywhere in the UK, can't you? Yeah, we, we have our own um, delivery um, vehicles, which is, which is great. We have Vartix and Rigid. Um, so projects we've been involved with this year um, have taken us right up to the Scottish Highlands, um, down to sort of Norfolk and um, viewed in Cornwall, so all over really. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I've got a list of several places here. The Darwin Escapes Holiday Park, uh, Norfolk Woods, Canterbury Fields, the Jetty Museum, I mean, all kinds of uh, places planting your plants. Yeah, and, and, and the, our plants are even good enough for royalty, so... Um, Recently, we supplied Holyrood Palace, which is where the Queen stays when she goes to Scotland. Um, and also Kensington Palace Gardens, we've also supplied to. Um, so, yes, they're good enough for the Queen. I think they're good enough for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's your interest in plants? You know, now that you've been with the company for six years, do, do you have favourites? And when you're talking to potential customers, what are you encouraging them to use? I think... I think um, because of the time I spent on the cash and carry, um, my kind of love was for this herbaceous plants that were coming through, which have only really been popular in the last sort of 10 to 15 years. We wouldn't generally have um, grown or supplied them, supplied them previously. Um, so I really love my echinaceas and those kind of late flowering herbaceous plants. And the kind of people coming in that you deal with face-to-face, are they uh, retailers, landscapers, contractors? What kind of people are they? And how far do they travel? Because, I mean, you, you are out in the sticks a bit there, aren't you, at Wixley? Yeah, so we, we have um, three sectors um, to market. So we have our retail sector, which sells to garden centres. Um, we have our commercial sector, which sells to projects such as the holiday parks um, that you mentioned previously and, for example, the new exhibition centre in Aberdeen, which is the biggest entertainment complex in Europe. Those sort of commercial projects that need larger quantities would generally get deliveries. And then there's the cash and carry department, which um, is for garden designers that are local, um, property developers that are local, landscape gardeners that are more local, um, but even, even so, you know, people travel up to 40 miles to come to the cash and carry. Uh, because it is, you know, to, for those of us living down in the southeast, uh, moving about is uh, a little easier with you, isn't it? You're, you're not too far from is it the A1, the main route That's north. We're, we're just off um, Junction 47 of the A1, and we actually have a lot of customers if they're wanting to come and do a site visit. They will come um, by the train. Um, you can get on at King's Cross and be in York within two and a half hours. Um, so we often collect people from York Station or alternatively actually 
come to the cattle station, which is just five minutes from us. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I'd never thought about that. Having been a plant buyer in the past, we would always have, have driven, but of course it would make life a lot easier if you can just go by train and somebody picks you up and chauffeurs you to uh, the nursery. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, even, um, it was even about a month ago we had a customer come from Southampton and he actually got on the, uh, on the plane to Leeds Bradford and then got a hire car to come across that way instead of coming ac- along the motorway. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, how these companies grow and then serve the whole of the United Kingdom pretty well. I mean, do you go across uh, the Irish Sea to Northern Ireland? We do. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. So a, a well-known project that we did um, in Ireland was um, for a company called GB Landscapes and the project was Brook Park. Um, so yeah, even, even in Ireland, we, we head over there too. How, how difficult is it forecasting uh, um, the needs of uh, the people that you're serving? I mean, it takes at least a year, even with herbaceous plants, to grow a saleable container and, and on shrubs and trees could be two, three years and more from cuttings and grafting. How, how does the family decide what they're going to grow? I mean, do you grow to advanced orders or just grow on spec? It's really hard, like you like you've just said, it is very hard to forecast. Um, it depends on the weather, it depends on trends at, at the time. So it's very difficult. Um, retail that they have a obviously they grow differently to our commercial sector. The commercial sector have a lot of contract growing, um, so they contract um, hedging and shrubs in large quantities. Which um, another example is that we been growing some taxes for Fountains Abbey, uh, which is a national trust organisation. So we're involved with contracts like that every year. Now, Ellie, as a young lady, uh, six years now in the nursery business, if I look at the uh, company photograph, it's still a male-dominated world, isn't it? There's a lot more men working on the nursery than women. Um, how do you see the future for young people like you in the horticultural industry? Is it a good job to have? Is it a nice uh, atmosphere to work in? I'd like to say so myself, although I, I think the outside staff would say otherwise. Obviously, the job, so that the nursery um, workers who are out there picking plants their orders in all weathers would probably disagree and and it's low pay but I think because we reward our staff with food days and bonuses if we've done well and um, Christmas vouchers and those kind of things they know they are appreciated but as an industry going forward the younger generation which are my generation it isn't a very glamorous job to be outside in all, in, in all weathers, and it is low pay, unfortunately. You need to be dressed for it. Um, but, Ellie, you, <laughs> you know, if I, if I had my life again, I wouldn't change it for the world, and I'm sure your granddad uh, would say much the same, uh, well, and your dad and his brothers, yeah. Absolutely. I wish you every success, Ellie. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Hope to see you up there on your nursery next summer. Me too, Peter. <laughs> And the thought for the day comes from Abigail Van Buren. The less you talk, the more you'll listen to. 
<laughs> having rabbited on here for nearly half an hour. I'm not sure where that puts me, but there you are. The less you talk, the more you'll listen to. My thanks to Diego, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.